The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Many people look at others and feel the grass is always greener, that things are hopeless and will never change. These are the kinds of feelings that rob you of your self-esteem, that leave you in emotional turmoil, whether it's feeling stuck in relationships, career, parenting, or finances. Awareness of that void is the first step in your journey to heal your shit. Tune in now as your host, Marnie, takes your hand and helps you begin the shift toward healing body, mind, and spirit. Here is your host, Marnie. Good morning. Hi, it's Marnie, and I'm here today with my friend Nami Nesterowitz, and he's going to be joining me in just a couple minutes. I wanted to start today and and talk about something that's been going on a little bit in our in the United States because I know people are listening all over, and just um, I haven't really spoken about this, and I just felt really compelled to say something this morning, and it's not about it is about the election, but it's not about how I voted or, you know, did I get what I wanted or, or, or any of that. It, it's really about, you know, the beauty of, of this country is that we all do get a voice and we get a chance to vote. And once that's done and, you know, some people are happy with the decision and some people are really unhappy with the decision, but the time now is for us to find a way to get back together as a country and be united and make this country, help this country heal and find peace. And that, that to me is, is really what, what this is all about. And the other parts of things I believe will resolve, however, is in the best interest of all of us. So if we can find some common ground to come together and begin to heal and find peace, um, that's going to create some awareness, and and that's really what you know what we talk about when when we're healing. When I'm healing, when you're healing, um, healing my own self esteem. That that starts with awareness. Awareness is the key, and and finding peace. And I wanted to start today. We're talking about self esteem and and really how to heal your self esteem. That's really what our whole show this my whole show is based on. But specifically today, um, healing my own self esteem. I, I was, you know, I talked about this a couple shows ago. I was really uncomfortable in my own skin um, around the time I was in like fourth or fifth grade and my body was changing and we moved from everything that I knew and um, I was being bullied, picked on terribly and I just withdrew and my self-esteem went bye-bye. And that, that causes so many things inside you to d- distrust yourself and then you distrust others um, and it becomes me against you instead of the we of, of us together and, and being in a flow. And what I discovered over the years as I did heal my own self-esteem were seven habits that, you know, if you're not sure, 
or you don't like that word. A lot of people don't like that word, self-esteem. It's like, oh, you know, my self-esteem is fine. I'm confident. Nobody wants to be vulnerable like that. Or I shouldn't say nobody, but a lot of people don't. So let me just share with you some habits that would reveal you might have low self-esteem. And let me preface this by saying I've had all of these. Some of them I have demonstrated all on the same day. Self-doubt, where you literally self you don't trust yourself. You don't lack, you lack confidence. You don't believe in yourself. You live in negativity. Um, number two is what I call love lack. Looking for love outside of yourself. Just something to fill you up and make you feel whole, whether that's emotionally, sexually, both. It's an inability or difficult time receiving compliments or receiving help even. It's negative self-talk. And it's putting down yourself or discrediting when someone compliments you. Number three is accommodating boundaries. Allowing yourself or your values or your decisions to be walked over or compromised. And it's, it's done in a way that you're accommodating others at the detriment to your own needs or desires. It's more than compromising. Because compromising is about a win-win. Um, this is where you're giving up. And you're expressing, or maybe you're expressing your boundary, but you don't stand and hold that boundary when somebody crosses it because you don't want to make waves, you don't want to have a confrontation, you don't want to be perceived as somebody who makes drama. Number four is the indecisive. Um, I call this, this, this style the flip-flopper, somebody who can't make a decision or is constantly questioning, did I make the right decision? What do you think? I mean... What if I did this? What if I had done that? Um, sometimes people perceive them as wishy-washy. They can be changing their mind from buying a pair of shoes. Did I buy the right pair of shoes? Should I return them? To choosing relationships. And number five, that never-ending search for the, quote, magic pill. Always looking for what or who will fix you, your life, um, in any way, whether that's a better job, more money, a better relationship, more friends, Better home, car, new clothes, losing weight, gaining weight. Instead of realizing, you know, kind of like Dorothy in The Wizard of Oz with the magic, with her ruby slippers, the magic's always been there. It's always inside of you. Number six, drama addiction. Drama follows you everywhere. Crisis shows up throughout your life. Dramatic, high-test emotional responses that you have or outbursts that you have reacting to all events in your life, often to receive attention or perceive, you perceive, maybe you perceive that as love. It's loss of fuss and commotion over most events in your life, especially the little things. Basically, little nuances become big things easily for you. And the last one is the one I call the invisible person or the overtalker. This is somebody who's feeling not heard in conversations as if you said nothing or you're not there, but you're standing right there in front of people. You feel ignored. You even feel frustrated about not being heard or maybe even resentment, which could later become drama, going back to that number six. Pushing your feelings away so you feel less pain. This is that person, the person is just, I'm just going to push that away so I feel less pain, but nobody sees me. Or on the flip side of this, the overtalker is somebody who has difficulty truly listening, just to listen, constantly interrupting and talking over most people in conversation. 
any of these habits, if any of them sound familiar, then the chances are your self-esteem needs healing too. And as I said, I know this from my own life experience and my work with clients. I have experienced each of these many times over. And as I said, sometimes even on the same day, I've been filled with doubt that I could have the life or the experience I wanted. I've gone, what do they say, looking for love in all the wrong places. I've been a people pleaser, afraid to speak up for myself and compromising my life to fit in or be liked. I've relive, relived times in my life, replaying what happened over and over, questioning, did I make the right decision and literally torturing myself with what ifs. I've blamed others and twisted myself in knots, trying to make relationships what I thought they were supposed to be. Finding unhappiness in my job, my body, my clothes. Telling myself, you know, if these things were what everyone else said they should be or my perception of what everyone said they should be, then my life would improve. I've created and participated in drama over anything and everything. Major drama queen. I've felt the need to talk no matter who else is talking and control the conversation. And I have felt completely invisible in a conversation with friends. I felt stuck, unhappy, uncomfortable, disconnected, and insecure. And I wanted to escape and have the life I saw people around me having. Now I want to welcome you to the show and, and ask if any of that ever resonated with, with you. Oh, absolutely. And Marty, thank you for having me today. Oh, thank you so much for joining me. It's actually, it's actually still happening. <laughs> it's still happening. Tell me what you mean. The drama. Well, the drama. You know, you're mm. talking about the drama. I, you know, I feel like drama follows me like a little cloud. You know, mm. a little pig pen in, the, in Charlie Brown. Um, <laughs> Great analogy. <laughs> poor, poor pig pen. But he's a good analogy of, of you know, having that little cloud around me. Um, I've gotten better, but it's right. still. Um, um, because of overcoming my my transition from female to male, um, well, I want and I want to tell I want you to tell people a little bit about your story because you've done a lot of work healing okay. your own self esteem. I think we're all works in progress on this, but yes. healing your yes, own self esteem just to be able to live the life that you're living now. Well, will, will um, you share what what you absolutely. what your story and and what you're doing today? Sure. Um, when I was a child, I was, um, I always knew I was a boy. When I was two years old, I looked in the mirror and told my mother that there's a, that I, who is that in the mirror is when I saw myself. I had pigtails on and I had a little dress on and I said, I really thought I was dreaming. It was a nightmare and I took a hat pin of hers at her dresser and poked myself in the eye thinking that that was a nightmare. And, uh, she said, I'm sorry, that's who you are. You're a little girl. Basically, suck it up. Because in those days, in the 60s, you know, there, was no, there was nowhere to go for transgenders at that time. I don't think they knew what they really were. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I was okay up till the time I got my period at 11 and uh, really had a hard time in my body. I uh, was a drummer at the age of 11. I started playing drums. And drums, mm-hmm. for me, was my, out, out, uh, my, um, 
my escape. I could be the boy that I wanted to be playing drums. I could escape my feelings into the drums. And for me, the drums really saved my life. That was my first love. Um, whenever I had my period, whenever I felt disconnected, and there's a, a term called dysphoria, when a person leaves their body mm-hmm. uh, because of not wanting to be in that body, that was what I had, not realizing it until I was in my 50s that I had dysphoria. Um, I would That's just really extreme would lack of self-esteem. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, body changes, I didn't want to, you know, I, the body changes and, um, it was becoming more and more prevalent that I was becoming more and more a woman. And I, the more I became, the more I stifled, the more I taped my, my breast, more, um, I fought it. Um, so in high school, you know, we're going to high school now. I, uh, I remember my mother talking to one of my conductors, uh, the orchestra conductor, and saying that, that my name was Nancy then. Uh, Nancy's going into a shell. We're very concerned about her. She's going into a turtle shell. And my mm. mother came home from, from my school and told me that. <laughs> I'm not going into a turtle shell. Well, I was. I really mm-hmm. was. I wouldn't talk to the, 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 the... If I was mad or upset with the teachers, I wouldn't talk to them. I would just go into that shell. Mm-hmm. Not talk back. Try to be a people pleaser. Did exactly what I was told to do, mm-hmm. but I lost myself in the meantime. Yeah, exactly. Lost myself. Yeah. So when I when my mom died when I was twenty nine, I started going to therapy. Uh, mm-hmm. I had a real hard time with her death because I felt she really knew who I was, even though I was stifled. She really knew, really, really knew who I was. She was my best friend. So I started going to therapy and um, praying. I, would, I, went to, I went to church every Sunday. I did the whole thing trying to find myself again and uh, realized I was with women and I um, knew I wasn't a lesbian, if that makes sense, mm-hmm. um, because I didn't like to be touched because as soon as I was touched, I would be gone out of my body again. Mm. Um, so... I started, I, I met my ex who um, helped me become more spiritual. I was very into Western medicine, by the way. I worked for a physical therapist. I did massage and did everything medically uh, capable. Now I'm very spiritual. And what helped me was with, with my ex is that she taught me to go within myself and to be in that center, in the mm. oneness. And you're so spiritual today. I am very spiritual today, but I wasn't, which is amazing. But, amazing. Um, and I read a lot of books, uh, uh, Many Masters, Many Lives. That helped mm-hmm. me. Um, I went, did many classes. I, I, I listened to Deepak Chopra at Akron University and how he spoke really resonated with me and how, you know, you can be in Western medicine, but you have to understand the, the metaphysics to the, mm-hmm. the Western medicine and how it works energetically. So, you know, constantly going back and forth really helped me understand that there is a lot out there. There's a lot out there for help for people that are trans. And right now, the 20th of November is Trans Day. I don't know if you know that. There's 41% of us that commit suicide oh, wow. every year around this time. 
So um, there's help out there. There's uh, I'm trying to think of what what it's called right now. Out, out uh, for the trans community. Um, thank gosh, I have to come back to it. If you think of it, it'll come back to you. It'll come back to yeah, you. Yeah, it will. So, um, anyways, there's there's help out there, but being going within yourself and, and just going within deep into yourself helps. Um, you know, the meditation helps me be more clear in me. I totally I get that. That's meditation's I'm, what saved me when I was bulimic. Yeah. Same yeah. thing. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And praying for me, I didn't realize was part of meditation. I mean, that's a meditation too. So I was doing that all my life, always asking for help, always asking for help. Well, we're getting ready to go to break. And when we get back, Nami's going to talk about where he is today and and what he's doing today in his life, um, how he's helping other people. And we're going to take your calls, too. We really would love to hear your questions, your calls live. Absolutely. That, that number is one 472 5792 I gave out the wrong number last week, so I want to make sure I got that right. It's one 866 472 And we really want to help anybody and everybody by sharing our stories and also what's helped us. And we're going to talk about what's helped both of us reclaim our self-esteem and, and what we're doing today to continue that journey. So we will be back in just a few minutes. Stay with us. This is Marnie and Nami and Heal Your Shit with Marnie. Stay tuned. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Does your life feel stuck? Lots of self-doubt, pain, little self-esteem? Find out now how you can enjoy a truly balanced life filled with positive energy and inner peace. A life where you finally feel comfortable in your own skin. Join Marnie in her six-month program, Heal Your Shit. You'll begin an amazing transformation as you learn the five key components that help you heal with personalized energy healing. If you are ready and daring to stick your toe in or jump in with both feet to grab the life you want, Marnie invites you to join her for a complimentary 30-minute call. Just visit LovinglyLotus.com and sign up under the contact page to talk to her about where you are now, what's getting in your way, your dreams, and your life vision. Learn how the five key elements she weaves with energy healing can guide and support you moving away from what keeps you stuck towards living a happier life. Many clients hire Marnie because they want what she has. It is so possible for you. Sign up for this call today at LovinglyLotus.com. That's LovinglyLotus.com. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You are listening to Heal Your Shit with your host, Marnie. If you have a question or comment about our program, please visit our Facebook page. Just search for Heal Your SHT on Facebook. 
Now back to the show. Hi, welcome back. You're here with Marnie and my guest and friend, Nami Nesterowitz. And he's telling us about his story of discovering that he was born in a female body, but never felt like a female and what he's done and how that really caused some major self-esteem issues in his life for a long time in his life. And and now we're going to talk about what he's done since then in therapy to really do some healing. So Nami, share with us a little bit, please. Well, um, in therapy, one of the aha moments for me um, that I went to uh, counselor said, it's, you know, I said, I, I'm trying to explain to my ex that, you know, I'm not attracted to lesbians because of how they felt. And he says, it's not who you go to bed with. It is who you go to bed as. And that was a huge aha moment for me. It was, that explains mm. a lot. It explained a lot for me. So, so therapy helped um, you a lot. It helped me a lot. It really yeah. did. The therapy... Um, and, and the more open you are with your therapist, the more, the more it'll help you And anything. If you're more open to anything, it's going to help you heal. Um, but it's really scary. It, I mean, were you scared? I was scared, but I knew that I needed to have it done. And in fact, I, I, when I went on testosterone, my doctor said, you got to be, you got to go to a therapist. So, um, I did. And I, I thought the two of them, the, the two together is just going to help me be the man that I want to be. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is um, when I had my surgery, my top surgery done, mm-hmm. I uh, went in. And, and, and when we say top went, surgery, what are we talking about? We're talking about the breast being removed and right. having, uh, having a man, man's chest. Right. So, um, you know, they, re- they re-sculpt you. They take okay. out liposuction and everything. So, anyways, they when I when I came, came out of my surgery, an hour later, I woke up and asked the nurse if I could have my girlfriend and my sister come in the room because I wanted to go out to lunch. And she looked at me and she said, "You know, you had major surgery, right?" I said, "You know what? I'm living now. I'm I'm the man I wanted to be all my life. I feel wonderful." So we went out to lunch an hour later after my surgery. Wow. My doctor called me that night. My surgeon called me and said, um, Nami, I heard you went out to lunch. Are you okay? And I said, I want to thank you. You know, like in Pinocchio, being the little boy, the wooden boy that wanted to be the boy, you are the blue fairy for me. He says, I really don't want to be called a blue fairy, but <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> he said, well, you are that to me. In the mail, you know, in the mail, a little, whatever. I said, yeah. but thank you for 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 doing that for me because you made me who I always saw in my, myself. In fact, my voice started to change, and my voice matches now what I've always heard in my head. Wow! When I would listen to myself on the tapes or videos, that was not my voice. Mm-hmm. It never matched within my brain. Now my voice matches with who I am. That's amazing. So- and and so all of so taking these steps, uh, talking to the therapist, and being able to be who you felt you were inside, how does that feel now? Today? Well, right now I'm going to tell you I've gotten rid of my dysphoria. Yeah. I don't have it anymore. 
And being on testosterone, being on testosterone saved my life. I truly believe that. And, and having the top surgery. And having the, I mean, you're one of the most courageous people I know, having the courage to not only do these things for yourself, but talk about it. I mean, you're so open about your life and, and so vulnerable, which is such a strength. Well, thank you. I've had a lot of people behind me. I have people like you in my community. I have people that I talk to um, on, on a daily basis that help me. So I'm very grateful to I, that I have a community that I'm able to, to go to uh, and talk to about. It's important to have community, whether it be a spiritual community, a church community, uh, you know, the LGBT community, whatever community it is. It's, mm-hmm. it's beautiful to have people that help you and back you up and support you. It's important. And, and even if it's just, I know for me, it was even just finding that one person. I mean, I was forced right. into therapy. That was, I went kicking and screaming. That was not a, okay, let's do this. <laughs> um, and my therapist in building trust with me became like that one person that, that I could say anything to. And there was no judgment. Right. There was just acceptance and questions and helping me realize that I was whole. I, do, I didn't need to look for other things to be to be whole. The wholeness was already there. Exactly. Um, yeah, and and but it took. I mean, it, even after treatment for my bulimia, it still took a while to for everything to kick in. And there are days. I mean, I don't know about you, but I wake up some days and I don't feel so great in my skin. Um, and I, don't I feel I, that way. I, I, thank God. Well, right. maybe not in your skin. Yeah, I, you know where I'm. I'm a little unsure. Um, we've had. I've mentioned my son is dealing with PTSD, and when he's had a really bad episode, and we haven't had that many in a long time, thank goodness. But we did have one recently, and as a mom, it kind of shakes me to the core sometimes because I start to question myself, and that's that self-esteem stuff. And I sit and I, when I'm able to get away from it a little bit and I meditate and I get clarity and I remember who I am, because that's what meditation does for me. Right. Um, You know, and I talk to friends like you, Uh, I talk to my husband and I'm able to talk to some people who have an understanding and can help me not compartmentalize, but see it more clearly I'm I'm able to to see that this is not first of all it's not about me. Um, secondly, I'm able to come from a place of my own self worth and confidence. And when I do that, I'm actually much better at helping my son. Right. Um, so, you know, for well, everyone we listening, we have to help ourselves first. Yeah. We have to help Def- ourselves first in order to help others. Definitely. Definitely. You help others a lot too. You know, like I, I work with clients as a, an energy healer and you work with clients and I want to tell people what you're, what you're doing and how wonderfully you help them. You're an amazing artist. Well, thank you. I, uh, I channel the angels and bring them through, through paintings. And, uh, I've been a massage therapist for 20 years, 20 plus, I should say, (laughs) and, uh, energetic healer as well. And Barney and I are going to be doing sound therapy together. Yes, we are. We're going to do a really interesting 
sound energy healing soon in the early part of next year. We're working on that now. Yes. And anyone who, who wants to join us in this conversation, we would love to hear from you. Please give us a call. It's one 472 5792 whether it's a question, a comment. Um, self-esteem is so, and struggling with self-esteem is so common. It's, you know, whether it's something, you know, like what Nami has, has gone through in his life, whether it's something like what I've gone through with bulimia, um, my lack of self-esteem also, um, I allowed myself to get into relationships and situations that set me up not in such a good place. I was with someone um, right after college that uh, beat me. And wow, that's the first time I've said that out loud publicly other than to friends. And um, I didn't stay. I I was fortunate enough to have enough in me to, to get out, but I was really scared. And I left the city I lived in and I moved away to another city to leave him and then gained a tremendous amount of weight to basically protect myself physically so nobody would find me attractive. So my issues always seem to stem around food when it's, it's I either don't eat or I eat a lot. And um, that has to do with where I'm feeling safe in my body, comfortable in my body, feeling strong in my body. And over the years, as I've healed that, the pounds have start, have come off some. Some are still there, still working on those. Um, but I love my body now, which I never said, ever. I don't know about you. You probably, I would guess you never said that either growing up, that you loved no. your body. What no, about now? No, I do. Yeah. Now and yeah. and I it took me to being pregnant to realize I had never said that. And that wow. the first time I ever loved my stomach was when I was pregnant. Um and that was that was a big aha moment because here I had done all this healing on myself. I was like, wow, I've never accepted my body for you know the imperfections that it has. And and I learned being pregnant. What an amazing machine our bodies are at how, you know, this whole thing with growing a child and labor and, and how it all happens. And I'm like, wow, it's like a computer. It's like a robot. I mean, it's just like, and this is before any of that stuff ever came about. These are our, these human beings Then our bodies just know how to do this stuff. And it was so, it was the coolest thing ever to learn about that. Even my husband, for him to learn about all the things that the body does, he, he was just amazed and I started to really love my body in a different way than I ever have before. And then we saw, I don't know if you've seen, there was a movie, a uh, documentary. Uh, Taryn, I think her name is Taryn Brumfit uh, from the movie, the documentary Embrace. There was just a, recently a premiere here in, in our area. And it was all about, for her, it was also about loving her body and she worked really hard to get her body down to a pre-baby size and the perfect bikini body, and she still wow. wasn't happy. Even after that, she still wasn't happy. And so she she actually went back to, you know, eating healthy, but just not being so regimented um, right. and accepting her body and learning to love her body 
because that was the gift she wanted to give her children. And she did a documentary and she went around the world and talked about it. And we, I just saw that in the last couple of weeks and that I was, it was so inspiring. And because that so really cool. speaks to self-esteem and, and not just for women. I mean, for men, women about just loving your body is just that part of loving yourself. And that's right. about self-esteem. It's, it's not about looking for love somewhere else. The, the love is, is in us. No one else is going to fill that up. That's right. You know? Yeah. I found that out. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, so I know I actually had a session with you and I have this wonderful painting in my energy room that people comment on all the time. And every time I look at it, it makes me smile. Um, you just have this amazing gift for hearing what people need to really hear that they're not hearing in themselves during those sessions. Uh, maybe it's because of my self-esteem. <laughs> it know. probably is because you believe what yeah. you hear. Right. That's right. And for you, it's the same. Yeah. You, you know, touched me and I, I felt instantly better. So, you know, because maybe because we left our bodies so much, we know now how to integrate and help others that way. Yes. Get back in touch with their body, if that makes sense. And and in doing so, I mean, I know I know you've learned tools. I've learned tools. Uh, for me, the biggest one I keep saying is meditation. But right. it doesn't have to look like what everybody thinks it has to look like. I mean, I know people right. that meditate by washing the dishes. I know people or that gardening. meditate right. gardening. Exactly, exactly. Cooking, cooking for me is meditation too. Absolutely, and it's creative, and it, and right. it feeds you. Literally, feeds your soul. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and I always send energy into the food when I'm cooking it. <gasps> me too. Love. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Love. In fact, my son energy. will come over when we're cooking and he'll go, we got to put in the love, mommy. We got to put in the love. And he'll throw it. Putting in the love. Putting in the love. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> it's all about it. That's awesome. Keep yeah. them young. So we've got to go to break. So we'll be right back. I got it wrong. I was what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. Does your life feel stuck? Lots of self-doubt, pain, little self-esteem? Find out now how you can enjoy a truly balanced life filled with positive energy and inner peace. A life where you finally feel comfortable in your own skin. Join Marnie in her six-month program, Heal Your Shit. You'll begin an amazing transformation as you learn the five key components that help you heal with personalized energy healing. If you are ready and daring to stick your toe in or jump in with both feet to grab the life you want, Marnie invites you to join her for a complimentary 30-minute call. Just visit LovinglyLotus.com and sign up under the contact page to talk to her about where you are now, what's getting in your way, your dreams, and your life vision. Learn how the five key elements she weaves with energy healing can guide and support you moving away from what keeps you stuck towards living a happier life. Many clients hire Marnie because they want what she has. It is so possible for you. Sign up for this call today at LovinglyLotus.com. That's LovinglyLotus.com. 
follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You are listening to Heal Your Shit with your host, Marnie. If you have a question or comment about our program, please visit our Facebook page. Just search for Heal Your SHT on Facebook. Now back to the show. Hi, you're here with Marnie and my friend Nami. Nami and I were just talking a, a little bit more about how we've been healing our own shit and healing our self-esteem and some of the things that we've gone through and some of the tools that we've learned along the way and hopes that something that we that you hear, maybe one little word or thing will help you and help you heal your own stuff. So, and I know Nami, you were, we were just talking about in the break. Um, there's still some things that are, are scary for you right now. Um, even though you feel great in your body and you feel good in what you're doing. Um, do you want to share a little bit more about that? What we were talking about? Yeah. The, the bathroom issue is a little bit. Yeah. Of like, I didn't realize when, when I go out of state, like I went to Atlantic city last week, I had no worry about going to the bathroom, but I realized that there's a little bit of a hesitation when I go to the bathroom here in North Carolina because of the, the uh, issues of the bathroom. You know, yeah. uh, if I went into a woman's room right now, I think women would scream seriously. Well, uh, yeah, because I mean, you look like a dude. You got facial hair, yeah. and I mean, you're a man, right? So, so and it says that I might my uh, my birth certificate now that I'm a male, so that's cool. But my, my concerns are, you know, for other people that are going to transition, um, you know, they might not look exactly like a male right now because they're on TV, they're just starting out, or a female that's on uh, uh, estrogen. You know, it's just, it's just such a crazy thing that they want me to go into a woman's room. Yeah. You know? it's, uh, it, there's a lot of fear. There's a lot of fear. A lot of fear. So, you know, um, I tr- I always try to go in with either with no one in the bathroom or if there's somebody in the bathroom that knows me so mm. that I'm safe. Um, or sometimes I just don't go in the bathroom. I just wait until I get home. Oh, jeez. Or, or, like, Target has, the you know, the, the uh, family, you know, I look for a family. Family bathroom, yeah. Right. So. Yeah. You know, I don't like that uh, that underlying fear I have. Yeah, and I, I realize it's just here, nowhere else. It's and and that fear fear is what keeps us not feeling okay. Stuck. Yeah, it's stuck. I don't want to feel and, stuck. And stuck. Yeah, exactly, and stuck. I mean, I know um, several years ago, Mark and I were in Paris, and we were we went to a public restroom, and we 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 chuckle about it, and even now that uh, we walked in together. It was a co-ed. That's cool. In Paris. And we just, we both walked in and he went to the right and I went to the left. Um, And, you know, we could talk to each other if we wanted to. I don't don't know if you want to talk to each other while you're (laughs) (laughs) peeing or or whatever else you're doing in there. But, I mean, we were all in there. We all, we washed our hands at the same sink. I mean, it was, you know, nobody thought anything of it. And, uh, you know, it's, I... I hate that that people like yourself are struggle with that because everybody has to go to the bathroom. You know, I mean, right. 
it's like a natural thing and you just want to be able to go and not have to think about it, not have to worry about it. Exactly. So hopefully we will find some peace there very soon and then you won't have to worry about that. I agree. What are some other things you do besides meditation or that you've learned to help yourself feel better in I, your body? I you've swim. talked. I love to swim. Swimming. I love to walk. Okay. Yep. Uh, yeah. We have a waterfall in our backyard, so I have a tendency to, to go out there and just clean out the, the leaves right now out of the waterfall. And that mm-hmm. kind of puts me in the flow, feels like I'm in the flow of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, being with my son, we, we, do, we play basketball or football together. Uh, Sounds like you do a lot of things I, that ground you. Would that I be do. fair to say? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I have to because I'm, I'm way up there. You yes, know, you I, are. <laughs> when I do my meditation. <laughs> so I got to get back down into grounding. So, you know, the walking is really helpful with me being in nature. I, uh, right now we, we have flowers. We got to plant. So planting for me, being in the garden helps me. Mm-hmm. Digging in the dirt. That's what I call it. For digging me. in the digging, dirt. Exactly. Digging in the dirt. Yeah. Same for, for me as well. Um, and sometimes for me, when I just have that extra, I'm, I'm so high, so to speak, that I need to come back down. I, I get barefoot. I'm barefoot all the time in my house. And That's I will awesome. even walk outside, although it's getting a little colder here, to do that and yeah. put my feet on the grass. Um, and if I can't do that and it's warm enough to be outside, but I can't be barefoot, sometimes I just walk over to a tree and I hold my hands up near the tree. Uh-huh. And, and, I ju- and I just I focus on giving and it's it's such an interesting thing to just, you feel like this, for me, it's like a tingle that I feel coming out of my hands and it releases yeah. extra energy and kind of brings me back down to earth and it gives energy to the tree. So it's, yeah. it's really helpful to my win-win. trees. Total yeah, win-win, awesome. total win-win. Yeah. So yeah. that's definitely something else that, that I do. I ride my bike. Um, I, I do yoga. Yoga for me is, is amazing for that. Um, I'm trying to think of what else. I, taking I a shower. You yeah, know? taking a shower Ta- helps, yes. Taking a shower totally helps. Drinking water. Right. Because right. um, water is, is very much. And, and as you were talking about walking, we went for a two-hour walk um, the other day. Two-hour, two-mile walk, I should say. Didn't take two hours. That's awesome. Um, in the woods and, and just being outside, your vibration comes up, but yet you feel this connection to the earth. And there's something about that that just helps feel better in your skin. Right. Um, I also started um, years ago, I have a tiny notebook I carry around with me uh, with gratitude statements in it, just things that I find that I'm grateful for. You know, and every time I pull it out, I try to write anywhere from one to as many as I can. So on days that maybe I'm feeling a little not so great, I'll pull it out and I read all these things that I wrote of all the things that I am grateful for. doesn't mean I don't acknowledge that, you know, I feel like crap that day or why I feel, you know, acknowledge the feelings because they're real. They're there. Right. That's right. But at the same time, sometimes when I just sit in them for so long, I forget. I forget, you know, about all this wonderful stuff I do have in my life. And believe me, in the beginning, some days it was just being able to look in the mirror and say, I like your eyes. That was it. 
That was all I could say was, I'm grateful for my beautiful green eyes. Nothing else about me that I like. There was nothing else that I could think of. Or the sun's out. I'm grateful the sun's out today. Right. right. You know, right. and, and it, it's not about um, having 25 and doing it every single day, although every single day doing at least one really does help because that being in gratitude shifts your vibe, shifts your energy Absolutely. so Absolutely. much. So are there any others that you do that you want to share? Well, I drum. Um, you drum. Oh, I, yeah. With the hair drums, and I play the drum set. That helps me a lot. Music um, is a great one, whether music. you're playing it or listening yeah. to it. Right. I was just okay. listening to it, too, for me. Yeah, definitely. Well, you also have a, a close friend that plays an amazing harp as well. Yes. Yes. My girlfriend plays a beautiful harp. She plays recorder, all different types of recorders. Uh, yeah. People think they're plastic, but they're, they have, they're wood. There's wood woods that are professional, and she plays beautifully. Uh, Oh, and I've never been a, a harp person that, oh, I love the harp. But once I heard her play, oh, my gosh, that, like, took me to another place. Me too. So it's, and, it's, and it's really, it's about finding that thing for you. It's very personal because what works yeah. for me doesn't necessarily work for my son. My son right. has, you know, drumming actually is one that really does work for him. We made drums together. And he has his own Native American drum that he made. And he definitely, when he's home and feeling off, he will use that as a tool to help himself feel more connected and more grounded and better in his skin. Um, And I have one, and I I use it for me as well. I have a singing bowl, which I love to use, both for myself and with clients. Um, That really, really helps. So, yeah, sound healing is is amazing, amazing, amazing. Absolutely. So I would love to be at the beach more because the, the beach for me is, is very soothing. And that's some place where I go in my mind. Um, yeah, that's where I go too. Ah, see, we even have more in common than we knew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you I were grew talking, up on the beach. Oh, you grew, see, you grew up on the beach. I grew up yeah. wanting to live at the beach. <laughs> yeah. um, animals are another one, you know, having yeah. pets. I know our our dog is definitely just being around him. Oh, and he, boy, he likes to suck up some meditation energy. I'm going to sit in meditation, and he's laying with his head in my lap every time, every single time. Oh. It's hilarious. He just comes like, "Okay, I'll take some of that." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mine just likes to help everybody. He's he's definitely a healer dog. Yeah. When they come in, he wants wants to help them. Oh, mine too. Mine too. And yeah. there's a, and there are times I can hear him say, "This one, I need to be there for this one. I got st- I got yeah. messages for this one." So I'll I'll have to ask, hey, "Do you mind if the dog comes in? Because he's got something for you." And they kind of look at me like, "Okay, you know." And and they always get what they need. So, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. But you know, and even as a healer, you know. When my self-esteem was less, I didn't trust what I was hearing as an intuitive. Um, I didn't know. Yeah. When I first learned intuitive energy healing, I learned with a group of friends. And we would meet once a month at someone's house. And we would practice on each other. And 
I would, you know, we all had our eyes closed and we're all doing energy work on, on somebody. And I would be that person that would crack one eye open and look around the table and see, what is everybody else doing? And how come mine doesn't look like theirs? How come they're doing this? I didn't hear that. Maybe mine's wrong. And that's, that was lack of self-esteem in, in, in that realm that I didn't trust yeah. it. And one day, wow. everybody had to leave early. They all had to go. And I, it was just me and, and the, my friend, one friend whose house it was. So she had said she'd go last. And I went, oh, shit, I got to work on her by myself. What if, I, what if I get it wrong? Oh, my gosh, what am I going to do? And one by one, they all left. And I went, okay, well, I'm just going to go for it. I'm, whatever I feel, I'm going to do. And I did things with her on the table that I had never done before. I just listened. And whatever I, I felt coming to me, I did. That's awesome. I, got, I got done and she looked at me. She sat up and she says, I have no idea what you did. But whatever that was, I feel amazing. And that for me was like that first confirmation of listen to yourself. You, right. When you listen to that heart space, that intuition space, you can't get it wrong. There is no wrong there. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. That's very cool. Yeah. So now, did you always believe your stuff when you were, when, when you were led to do something? You trusted it right away? Um. Uh, I didn't always trust it, though, obviously. Uh, and I saw things on people. I, I uh, would go into their organs and into their bodies and see things. And I would see movies not realizing what I was seeing. And one day I told somebody, a friend of mine, that I saw this. I saw you falling, on, 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 uh, you know, skiing. And I see you in a yellow jacket with a white, and her mouth opened. I see you were about 18, 19 years old. And you, I think you broke a cowboy. And she said to me, that explains a lot, first of all. And secondly, you explained the exact jacket that I had on at 18, 19 years old. So that was wow. like an aha moment for me. So she brought in the picture and showed me the exact jacket. And I said, that's it. That's exactly what I saw. And it was, you know, she was a skier, so I saw the skis, I saw everything. And the fall, when she just got, got she said, you just got back up because you're 18, 19. You know, we think we're invincible. So you got back up and you started skiing again. But you broke the camel. Mm. So I saw that whole movie. So, yeah, I, I saw a lot but kept a lot of it to myself. Because yeah. I thought people were going to think I'm crazy. Right. And, uh, but you can't make this crap up. That's for sure. No. That, because that's especially sure. when you get confirmation like that. You're like, oh, I really did see that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But, I mean, even, so, you know. Even even recently, um, well, not recently, recently, but in the last five or six years, um, we we had a situation with uh, somebody who was going to do some work for us um, in our at, on our yard, and um, my trusting husband gave him all the money up front, unbeknownst to me, um, and he was friends with a neighbor and really nice people, nice guy, nice neighbor. And they were dating, had a big fight, broke up, and he disappeared with our money. And I knew, somehow I knew, after I got over being mad at Mark for giving him all the money up front, I was like, he's going to come back with the money. <laughs> and Mark kind of looked at me like, really? 
And I, I was just, and he said, how do you know that? I said, I don't know. I said, I just, like, I heard this, he's coming back and I trust it. And because I was so convinced, Mark was convinced. Now my parents thought I was crazy. They were like, yeah, that's gone. Forget it. My mother-in-law was like, forget it. That money's gone. And, you know, 30 days later, doorbell rang. There he was apologizing. We got our money back. Wow. And yeah, it was, that was an, and, and you keep, the more you trust and believe, and you, I'm sure you must find this, that you keep getting more confirmation and more instances where you're able to help yourself in your own life yeah. as well as other people. Yes. And when you say it more and more, you realize this isn't stuff that you're making up. This is true. It's not mine. It's not mine to keep. It's for me to, to tell people. But none it's of like, it could, could you trust if you didn't have self, some healed self-esteem in there? Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And it all goes back to that. And that's, I mean, you don't have to be a healer for that. I mean, it, it could be, no. you know, wh- whatever, whatever job you're in, if you're um, one of those wonderful uh, baristas at a, a coffee place or, you know, somebody who cleans houses or someone in a high-powered job at a, at a bank or something, um, you know, it, it's all the same. It's about trusting yourself, trusting that's your right. You know, some people say trusting your gut. It's it's being able to trust your gut. Trusting yourself allows you to be able to trust others and be vulnerable and put it out right. there. And that, right. that brings it more. And uh, Nami, I want to thank you so much for, you know, three is my lucky number and you're on my third show. So it must be well, a lucky you. time. I really thank, thank you, you so, so much, much for joining me today. And everybody out there, I definitely, oh, thank you. I want to hear from you guys really would love to hear from you comments calls during the show and future shows or go to our facebook page it's heal your sht because facebook doesn't let you say shit um or look for my twitter at giggles Lovebug. that's my nickname that my husband gave me that tells you all you need to know about me or instagram at giggles Lovebug. and and nami is there any place that you want to share that people can reach you Yes, it's angelsbynami.com. Uh, my Facebook and my Instagram, I believe, is angelsbynami.com. And uh, I'm having a show at, at my house this weekend uh, with 15 readers and uh, vendors. So you can look that up at, on, on my on the Facebook. website. Yeah. On the website, on, yes. On the website, on the Facebook. And, on, and I'm on Instagram, too. Okay. Thank you so much for today. Thank I hope you. that we helped you guys um, really do something, take one step forward to heal your self-esteem. Even if it's just awareness, that's the first step. Have a right. great week, and, and, and I'll be talking to you next week. And, and make sure you, you be your true, authentic self. Absolutely, true, authentic self. Thank you, everyone. Have a Thank good you. week. Bye-bye. Thank you for tuning in to Heal Your Shit with Marnie. Please join us again next Tuesday at 9 a.m. Eastern and 6 a.m. Pacific for more Marnie motivation to shift your mind, body, and spirit on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel.